Do you have the appropriate cash flow that you need to start your business? Are you a part of the 39% of entrepreneurs who rely on their own funds in order to start their business and get it off the ground? Or the 10% of entrepreneurs who rely on friends and family for financial help? Or the 24% of business people who depend on loans and other funding in order to get your business off the ground? All of this according to Small Business Genius. If you're looking for a way to secure money and your ideal client for your new or existing business, this conversation I had with Brian Kelly may just be right up your alley. He's the founder and CEO of Reach Your Peak. Entrepreneurs hire Kelly in order to stand out in the marketplace and attract a steady stream of their ideal clients because most of them are simply frustrated that they can't come up with a winning formula on their own and figure out their secret sauce. Kelly says it's important to put yourself out there when it comes to podcasts and live shows. He's also the host of the Mind, Body, and Business Show, where he brings experts in the field of entrepreneurship onto his show to help aspiring and current entrepreneurs crack the code to running a successful business and attracting your ideal clients. Are you intrigued to learn more? Well, if you answered yes, today is your lucky day because Kelly joined me this week to tell me more on how we can all maximize our entrepreneurial success. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Take a moment to welcome you to the program, buddy. And I'm super excited to learn all about your personal and professional life. Thank you so very much for being here, and thanks for a few minutes, buddy. Thank you, Kevin. I can't wait. I am so excited. I appreciate you and what you're doing, what your cause is. Let's get rolling, baby. Yeah, Brian, and I know that entrepreneurs hire you to sort of stand out in the marketplace and attract a steady stream of steady stream of ideal clients. So I'm wondering if you can tell me all about the great work that you do, Bonnie. 
Yeah, sure thing. Uh, yeah, what's happened is there's been a, a big thrust in the live video arena, as you probably are well aware of. And what I found after doing this for over 10 years now of being a host of a live video show, that it's really come to a head where it's become one of the primary modes for not just marketing, but for people to get to know you, like you, and trust you. And so the beautiful thing with it is when you conduct a live show of your own, uh, what happens is folks become more uh, quickly, you build rapport with them even without having met them. They know you, they like you, they trust you, they know what you're about if you do it in an authentic manner. And then when it comes time to actually conduct business, if there is a pain point you solve of theirs, the resistance level is minimal if not completely gone. Uh, as a result. So it's become a phenomenal tool for people to get to know the true you. And if they like the true you, they will apt, be more apt to do business with you. Yeah, and talking about that authentic you, I, I, I wonder if you can just provide your perspective on how uh, entrepreneurship has really changed and the advent of video and social media and how that really has become a competitive advantage. It has, yeah, you're right, and, and it's so much easier to get reach, you know, to get your 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 audience in touch with you now than ever before, and it's become just a godsend because yeah, social media is one of the vehicles by which a lot of the live videos are broadcast to. Uh, we go to eleven platforms simultaneously each and every time we go live, as an example, and yeah, and then there's also podcasting, which we also repurpose into audio only versions of the show and also put that on 30 different podcasting platforms so it's all about hitting every venue you possibly can find with everything you've got i call it carpet bomb marketing uh, that's where you you saturate the marketplace with your message and so it helps business uh, owners to build um relationships it's an amazing amazing tool and that's where marketing is and always has been uh, marketing has gone through so many ebbs and flows, what works and what doesn't, but one constant has always been personal relationships. You build a personal relationship and you have a much higher um, percentage rate of success. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Brian. You know, I always say that life is a constant game of networking, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and that's it. It's networking, but it's doing it in the right way. It's not just, uh, you know, from the old days where you go to a seminar and you'd see those, I'd call them business card ninjas. They're throwing around their business cards like ninja stars. <laughs> They're just handing them to everybody and anybody. And, and usually when that happens to me and I get a card like that, the first round file I find is where it ends up. I put it in the trash can because they didn't build any rapport. I don't know who they are, how they can help me. Uh, so networking is key and live video has become one of the primary ways to really do it at a high quality level and to be able to network with especially your guests who you bring on your show that's really where the juice is and I teach that in a masterclass I hold free every month uh, at peakmasterclass.com it's uh, something I just truly enjoy doing I love helping people yeah absolutely and for any entrepreneurs who may be watching this or listening to it and uh, want to take advantage of sort of the live show platform, but they're not really, uh, at, for lack of a better term, camera savvy or shy to invest in the platform. What sort of advice would you have for them? You know, I get that a lot where some say either I'm not camera ready or maybe they don't like their own voice. And a lot of times their voice, even though it may be different, can be their asset because you're not like everyone else, which makes you 
more sought after, and that's a good thing. So I always like to tell folks that even if they don't think they have a good appearance on camera or their voice is, isn't what they would like it to be, that probably means that both are in the right place and that you should just start. And I always say start with the resources you have today. You know, go with the resources you can, uh, uh, that you can afford today. Don't worry about upgrading to the greatest microphone and the greatest camera and the greatest lighting system. Always have it in your focus to do that as your business allows. So as you make money, reinvest some of it into upgrading your equipment. And But the, my advice to everyone is do what you can with the resources you have. Make it as high quality as possible and just get started. Don't wait another moment. Just get started. If you have an idea, it's time to roll. And then one thing I always tell folks, uh, Kevin, is especially your first one or two episodes, is just have someone on that you personally know as your guest. That way it makes the comfort level greater and you can ask them for honest feedback when it's over to help you improve the next one. Because I'll tell you right now, your first one is gonna be is not going to be good. It usually isn't. And that's okay. Uh, and th that's why you want to start with somebody you know personally that is in the same space as you that can hold a good conversation with you and that will provide you with honest feedback when it's over. Yeah, I'm trying, you know, I, when I go back and look at some of the <laughs> reports that I did for college on camera, I look a lot better than I did about a dozen years ago, buddy. But that, that's neither here nor there, right? That's right. So, Brian, I'm also curious to ask you your definition of business prosperity and what it means to you to, to be inclusive when it comes to business. Oh, goodness. I, I don't... You know, this whole thing about inclusivity and things like that is, is foreign to me because that's the way I've always been internally. I don't look, look, I'm, I've got a mentor who literally could be my son by age. He's 18 years my junior, and I look up to him in many ways. And to me, um, race, gender, uh, political affiliation, uh, religion, I don't look at any of that. I look at what is that person, what are their values under the hood? What is that individual doing? Are they out serving others? Are they helping people? And are they doing it in such a way that isn't just money driven? I mean, let's, let's, let's stick a step back. Money is important. We all need money. We all know we want money and need it. But it's not the thing that I personally focus on. I focus on the individual and what can I do for that individual. And I'll tell you, Kevin, every time I, I reset myself, because sometimes that goes away, uh, you know, it's just like working out. Sometimes you forget to go work out or you stop working out and you always say, man, I got to get back in the gym. It feels better. And so you go back to serving people. When you get back to that and your focus is on serving people, guess what? What you win, what you earn in return, money or joy or both is many fold greater than if you're all money centric. That's just the way I roll. Yeah, Brian, I always say that if you pay it forward, the results and rewards that you uh, get personally multiplying, won't they? Yes, I totally, completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And you talked earlier, earlier, earlier about how you help entrepreneurs sort of saturate the market, and I also know that you help them uh, sort of automate uh, their strategies. So tell me about the importance of saturating the market and how it can be easily out automated as well yeah great question and automation is actually the key and a lot of people kind of gasp when i i teach this again in that master class and that is 
when I talk about automation, I'm not talking about replacing human beings with jobs. A lot of people go there thinking you're you're replacing humans with robots. <laughs> and that's uh, nothing could be farther from the truth. In fact, the automation is there to ensure that the communication is precise on time and of high quality. And if you have it automated, and I'm talking about communication with the guests that you're about to interview on your show, and far less than with the audience. Some is automated toward the audience where we do posts to social media to alert them of upcoming shows. But the thing is, what it does is it presents yourself, your brand and your company with the utmost sense of quality, professionalism and precision. And so the, the perception from their end is just that. And that is what you're seeking is you want the highest quality from A to Z, not just the video, not just the audio, but the communication is really most important uh, to get that dialed in immediately. And then with that and automation, you can also plug that into getting massive exposure. Again, like I said, by repurposing on podcasts and 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 other things. Uh, we also have our show on Roku and Amazon Fire TV channels, and that's what we do for our clients as well. So yeah, it's about massive exposure, which is really the result of, a good portion of it is a result of automation. But again, the most important part of automation from my point of view is the communication with the guest expert leading up to the show and even after the show we do some uh, after the fact as well yeah absolutely and Brian what you created the exposure and gained sort of a following what is your advice or what do you tell people about how, how to maximize the exposure that they've just gained you know, it's interesting because the beautiful thing about getting the massive exposure is the juice lies, and a lot of people don't get this right away. Everyone who starts a podcast or a live show, they're looking for what are called vanity numbers, downloads, reviews, you know, number of exposures to individuals. That's good, but folks should focus on the guests they're interviewing and establishing the relationship with that individual. Strategically bring on guests that fit your business mold. And the other thing is I always say, my, my show is not my business. It's not, I don't talk about my business on it unless they ask during the show, but I'm the one conducting the, the interview and asking the questions. So you wanna make sure that your show is relevant and then you want to also when you get that massive exposure, what happens is these guests that are coming on your show, if they are doing any kind of research whatsoever, they will not be able to not find you out there because you've been everywhere on all of these podcasting platforms and all these live video platforms, all these recorded video platforms, on-demand channel uh, TV uh, channels and the, and the like. So it's really about getting the exposure so that when folks go to do any kind of research on you, their resistance and hesitation to reach out to you be much less, if, if any at all. Yeah, Brian, I know that you, you, you also believe that it's important that people have sort of uh, a, a snappy or catchy way to uh, sort of market themselves as an entrepreneur. So tell me about having the one word to describe yourself as an entrepreneur and how important uh, that is the gaining exposure. Oh, driven. That one's easy. Driven. I have a drive like, uh, uh, well, a lot of people have drive, but my drive is on overdrive. I'm always very driven to get the best results. And I'm always, uh, you know, I'm guest and client centric. I want them to get the results that they came for. And I want to actually give them more than they came for over deliver. And I'm driven very, 
very strongly to do just that each and every day. And that's what keeps me going every day, day in and day out, is wondering and figuring out different ways and additional ways to make it an even better experience. I never stop improving, ever. Always looking for different tools, resources, people, things that will help take it to yet another incredible level. Yeah, and to that point, I'm curious to also ask you, in terms of challenging yourself to optimize your own personal potential, how do you uh, challenge yourself to be better both personally and professionally? That's a really good question. It's all about self-reflection and every day, did I do everything I should? Did I take care of myself physically? Did I eat and drink the right things nutritionally? And you know, it's all about showing up with all you have for the people that you're serving. It's, it's the, the challenge for me is always about how do I get more done in the day than I'm doing the prior day? And it just seems to keep stacking up bigger and better. And that's what happens when businesses grow. People think they get easier, that they can just go lay on their hammock and swing back and forth and sip on that umbrella drink. And nothing could be farther from the truth. The, the more successful you become, the more effort and work is required. So it's about scaling your business, bringing on a team and scaling the team and increasing them and getting your SOPs in place. Uh, I love every aspect of this. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I answered your question because I go off on tangents now and then, but. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have the same problem. I, I, I get excited about something and I just <laughs> keep going. It's like the Energizer Buddy, Brian, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Brian, I'm, I'm also curious to ask you about maintaining a positive mindset, which allows you to be productive. You seem to be a very energetic guy. So tell me, how do you help people sort of stay motivated to stay committed? Yeah, boy, that's a deep question. There are many uh, layers to that one. First and foremost would be to get yourself, your own house in order, your own mindset. And I did that by becoming NLP certified, Neuro Linguistic Programming certified, about 10 years ago. And that was, that was a life changer for me. And I don't use that, uh, that phrase very often for anything. And once I got my, my internal house in order in my mind, then I was able to use that to then utilize what I learned from that to then impose, not impose, but help folks that I see could use that. Like we'll do a lot of pre-framing. Uh, I, I, when I screen clients and when I screen guests, I make sure that they're a good fit up front. Uh, one of the big things a lot of people do is they will, as a business owner, if someone has a credit card and a heartbeat, they'll take them as a client. I don't do that. I've got to understand and learn. Are they willing to put in some effort? Are they flexible? Do they have a, a positive, but most importantly, flexible mindset? And so I filter and screen people before I bring them in because I, you know, when people are in the scarcity mindset, they'll take anyone with a credit card. Look, I was there. I was there. We've all been there. We all, we all started somewhere. But get out of that as fast as you humanly can so that your time won't be spent dealing with those kind of clients and customers that can drag you and your business down because you didn't pre-screen them properly. Yeah, and Ryan, for me personally, you know, when it comes to business, I always tell people that you make time for the priorities that are important to you, both in life and professionally. So tell me about uh, the importance of prioritizing the things that are important to you and how, how you uh, define that for yourself personally. 
Yeah, for me, it's uh, yeah, I've been down this path too, where I got a little crazy. I enjoy doing what I do so much that I ended up neglecting my own family. This is going back many years ago, and thankfully, my wife took me to the side and had a chat and said, uh, "Things have to change. I, we don't see you for dinner." Uh, I'm, I'm literally upstairs, and they're asking me to come down to dinner, and I was too busy, and so that was a great wake-up call and. And it still, on occasion, will creep in, and I'll notice it and realize it. My family is the most important thing to me, beside God, in my life. And uh, so one way to get around that happening uh, is to schedule it. I, I now have a calendar where my wife has a calendar, too. We share the calendar with each other. So now I can see when she has important events coming up, or if we want to schedule something together, we can put it on our calendar. That way it becomes a priority, and that slot now is no longer taken for my business calendar. So it's all integrated and synchronized that way. So it's very important to, to prioritize your time and your life. I mean, my whole reason for doing business, for being so driven, is for my family for my wife she is my why so that's where my priority should be always at all times and uh, sometimes it does escape me because i get so ingrained in what i love to do uh, but i'm always um, privy of it and thankfully because of what she did years ago uh, i will never go down to that horrible path i did back then to that that extent and now and then she'll give me a little nudge which i'll go yeah i got you you're right i'll, I'll come back <laughs> You know, everything in moderation, and I have to tell you, those automated calendars, automated calendars are a godsend, aren't they? Oh my gosh, brother, when that first came into my life, ooh, baby, I, yes, oh my goodness, I, my, I, I beat the heck out of my calendar, and I say that in a loving way, I hit it multiple times a day to ensure that I'm on spot. Be sure I'm here on time for your podcast interview uh, for all kinds of things to see what my wife has on the calendar. I was just asking her that today. We have a, an a appointment to take her to on Wednesday that I'm going to be there for her. And that day is now completely off of the books for my business in the calendar system. Yeah, it's been an absolute godsend. So yeah, for those of you that may not have any kind of calendar system yet, I implore of you to get that up and running immediately and then use Google Calendar to do the synchronization with your personal activities that way. You'll never miss a beat. Yeah, you know, I have a problem, Brian, with saying no to things, right, because I'm asked to do some charitable stuff and some other stuff. So my new philosophy, Brian, is, is if it's not on my calendar, I don't do, do it anymore, right? That's a very good... Uh, yeah, that's good, great advice to follow. And then, you know, if it's something you really want to do, just make sure that the slot is available on your calendar. And if it's not, you want to look at what's already there and then make that determination then. But I'm a fan of if I make a commitment to somebody because my calendar was open, they chose that slot, I do everything in my power to stay good to that commitment and everything else must adjust around it unless it's a very, you know, deep, big personal issue or something other than that. But I try to stay true to the commitments that are made on the calendar as they stand today. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot easier to maintain commitments and then try to cancel them and reschedule them, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. I've been yes. there myself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, Brian, I'm also wondering your thoughts because I know that you say that uh, there are, are sometimes you can use a formula or a pattern to be a successful entrepreneur, but how do you do that without sort, sort of assuming you're coming across, uh, 
coming across as robotic or uninterested? I'm curious. You know, gosh, you have great questions. That's very deep as well. Well, one of the things is you want to go at everything with energy. Uh, and I know that everyone has a different personality. But think about amping up your energy outwardly uh, a little bit to others more than you normally would and get in the habit of doing that so that it becomes natural. I've gotten so many comments about that, uh, Kevin. You even mentioned it just a moment ago. I wasn't always like that. Uh, I was very subdued and didn't really care to talk to people that much. Now I can't get enough of it, and I love it, and it, it brings out the love and joy in my in my being to do that. And so, uh, yeah, just go at things with a higher level of energy and really get up in the morning and be somebody of gratitude. Uh, go through the things you're, you're very happy for and, and you have gratitude for, like even small things. Thank you for the ability to open my eyes and see Thank you for the ability to feel the carpet underneath my feet when I wake up. Thank you for having given me the, the house that I have, uh, the ability to have that, for the ability to smell. I mean, it could be the more ridiculous it may sound and, and that you can make it, the better and get in the habit of doing that. And you'll notice that you'll start feeling differently. You'll love getting up in the morning. You can't wait to hit the day. I could not wait this morning, Kevin. I was like, I can't. Every morning I wake up a little bit and I'm like, man, I don't want to wake up yet. But now that my mind's alive, I got to get up. I can't stay here because I'm excited for all the things that I knew I was going to be doing today, including this interview as well. Yeah, you know, Brian, I get up this morning at uh, 6 30. So I'm a light sleeper. So as soon as I hear a noise, I'm, I'm not up at one of the. Get today started, so I'm there as well. So <laughs> I'm also curious to ask you about how that mindset translates to business in, in the sense of how do you develop contagious good habits in business? Yeah, it it is, I call it the baseline, the cornerstone of one's either success or lack thereof is one's mindset. And so it's so important to have that dialed in. And I'm telling you right now, uh, everyone listening, that neurolinguistic programming is a magical science. It's a science. It's not magical, but the results are magical. And uh, I became a, a lead trainer for my mentor years ago. He was in the seminar industry, and he taught NLP. And I learned it at a very deep level, how to use it when talking to folks, how to use it when you're down a little bit. You can fire off an anchor, as an example, and bring your, your emotional state right back to on par. Uh, I like to fire off an anchor right before I go on interviews like this one. It gets me excited, energized. And you can change your mental state in an instant. And that's the beautiful thing. We as humans, we all have a choice. We can either decide to go through life and be the victim and say, oh, all these circumstances are what are affecting my life and that's why I'm here. Or you can let your attitude dictate your circumstances. I choose the latter. We all have a choice. Once you get in the habit of making that choice, you will see things change in dramatic ways. Yeah, as you know, Brian, I was born with uh, cerebral palsy and a lot of people tell me that I'm an inspirational person and I simply tell them that I live my life and what I tell them, Brian, is that uh, I try to make my circumstances work for me instead of me working for my circumstances, right? Oh, yeah, that's, and it's so evident with you, Kevin. You're, you're an amazing man and I appreciate you because you are a role model and that is what so many people need is a good bona fide role model. And when I say that word, I think of you. You're an amazing guy. 
Well, I appreciate that, Donnie. And my final question for you this afternoon has to do with your own personal and professional legacy and how you want that uh, to mm. be defined. Just someone who loved to serve others uh, with everything he's got. Uh, I love people. and I love helping people. Uh, I just want to be known as someone who was there when anyone needed a hand. I don't, I don't look at every transaction does not have to involve money. It does not. Uh, in fact, I, if I could, I would rather do it all for no money uh, because the joy I get in helping someone is immense. And I just hope that that would be part of my legacy is that I, I was always that person that strove to help others who were in need of anything, whatever it was, personal or, or business. Yeah, building bridges of inclusion is important, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And Brian, tell me, if people want to uh, get connected with you, what's the best way they can do that, Bobby? Well, they cannot not find me anymore because of everything we've been talking about. But if they just look up Brian Kelly, I know there are a lot of us out there of, that, of my name, but you'll if, you, if they can see this video, they can see me. Uh, Brian Carl Kelly is on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, you can go to reachyourpeakllc.com or there's brianckelly.com. There's lots of different ways to reach out. And through those, you'll see links to Facebook and LinkedIn and other ways. So uh, it's impossible not to find a way to connect with me uh, based on everything we've put into place up to this point, which is the intent. And so, yeah, and then peakmasterclass.com, uh, once a month or so, I put that on. I've done 20 of them now. It's free, no charge, nothing's for sale. It's 100% just value uh, for those who are looking to, to get into or improve their live video uh, shows that they are currently or about to embark on. Well, Brian, I'm better for having this conversation and I want to thank you for engaging in conversation with me and all the great work that you uh, do to help entrepreneurs maximize their fullest potential, my friend. I want to thank you for being here today and I want to thank you for the time. It's most appreciated. Thank you, Kevin. I thank you as well. I appreciate you too, buddy.